Hey guys, what's going on? Welcome to the show. Welcome back. It's Action Movie Anatomy. We're back in the studio live to talk a little bit of Gerard Butler, or as we affectionately like to call him, Jerry B. It's Hunter Killer. Yeah, that's right. We're actually doing an episode on Hunter Killer. We'll see you guys in just a second. Welcome to Popcorn Talk, featuring movie discussion, news, and interviews. Popcorn Talk. We talk movies. And now, here's Popcorn Talk's Action Movie Anatomy. Boom! Oh, ah. It's good to be back. It's good to be back. It's, <laughs> it's good to be back, babe. It's good to be back, babe. What's up, everybody? That it was is. a quick fade out on the song there. Now, but yeah, I'm here. We're energy. We're energy. We're mm. high. No, mm. our energy's high. Our energy. I'm high. <laughs> energy's high. Uh, I know that like the live chat is just so excited for us to cover this. Uh, the moment we announced this being covered on the show, I think Paul wrote in the on Facebook like this is going to be an iconic classic episode. Yeah, there was a lot. There was a lot You're in. Right. The- <laughs> You're right, babe. You're right, babe. There was a uh, yeah. There's a lot of posts in the group about this one here. So, guys, welcome to Action Movie Anatomy. Uh, we talk action movies on this show. Those action movies adhere to four basic rules. Rule number one: the hero always plays by their own rules. Absolutely, does he Ab- play by his own so rules? So, I don't think Gerard Butler could be in another movie unless. Do we have his name as a character written down? Because that's important that I know his character's oh, name. Oh, I was like, I mean, it's Gerard Butler. We know yeah. his name, uh, Jerry. <laughs> Uh, I don't think there's a movie anymore that he could be in. If you look at even his upcoming movies coming out, if Gerard Butler doesn't play by his rules in a movie anymore, it has to be like an Academy Award winning performance. Like Machine Gun Preacher. Just <laughs> like Machine Gun Preacher. He plays a character named Captain Joe Glass, and absolutely he plays by his own rules. It's always good when their last name is something fragile, so that way you know he's actually hard on the inside. He's got it. That's a great name, Joe Glass. Joe Glass is good. Yeah. Rule number two, the hero and the villain are always the smartest people, beings, things, dinosaurs, what have you in the room. I I mean, so weirdly enough, he's definitely the smartest guy in the room. I think Nyquist is the other smartest guy in the room, but he's not really the villain. I don't even know who the bad guy is in this movie. It's that weird it's the golem weird, looking yeah, guy. Yeah, the golem looking creep, creep creature. Yeah. <laughs> you know he was going to die. The, that guy, if he's ever in a movie, is going to die. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah, they got him. They got him from the like the cast of No Name Rejects who look like they're foreign. Yeah, I've seen. What was <laughs> but he? Probably in is in like a Burger King commercial or something. He was like something super creepy in a movie recently. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, I think it's him and Nyquist like hands down. The, the other guy is just like a placeholder. Who's the other guy? The, the Gollum guy. Oh, okay. yeah, him and Nyquist. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forget a character. Do we even in this know film? what we're covering this week? We, I'm gonna be honest with you guys. We drank a lot during this film. Well, is there any way not to? <laughs> it's way longer than it should be. Yeah. It's not a good movie. It's yeah. not a good film. Well, no, <laughs> let's no, be. no. Let's did I did we enjoy it? A hundred percent. Absolutely. <laughs> let's save our judgment here. Uh, rule number three: the movie is driven by a police, military, political, or mercenary figure. He's definitely military. Yes. Captain Joe Glass. I mean, he's a captain. He commands a submarine. Uh, and rule number four, the movie contains a minimum of one explosion. Lots of explosions. They probably spent a third of the budget on explosions in this movie. Yeah. As I mean, they do. Yeah, you have to in movies like this because these movies, they really kind of, it, despite how many times you and I have talked about this, the moments in between the action, they really rely on the action. Oh, big time. Yeah. Yeah, and also this is, I mean, like, this movie fits the bill of the old school action movies where they weren't franchised, they weren't tentpoles. Right. It's like we're gonna make a submarine movie and you're gonna none of these people have intellectual property that you recognize. You're just gonna have to get to like them in the movie. But they're all famous enough. Yeah. You got enough. Oldman, you got Butler, you're gonna throw in common for the young kids. Gonna even throw though throw in common. Got throw in common. We got torpedoes in the water, sir. Yeah. <laughs> like what? At that depth you need a hunt to kill us, sir. Why? Tell yeah. us give tell us why. Yeah, uh. he had he had a he had a standout performance that we'll talk about in just a bit. So, guys, coming up today on Action Movie Anatomy, we're going to be talking about uh, the top five Gerard Butler movie titles. We're yes. going to be ranking our five favorites, <laughs> movies themselves aside. Just looking at a list of films. If you knew that Jerry B was the actor, and you knew that these movies existed only from their titles, which five would you be most intrigued to watch, based solely on their titles and the involvement of Jerry B? We'll be doing that game a little bit later, uh, answering some of your AMA questions, fist pump thesis. All the fun things that you've come to know and love yep. on Action Movie Anatomy. Quick shout out to our new patrons. Uh, it is November <clears throat> 1st today, right? Yes, yeah, that's why we did uh, our Halloween movie the previous week because we felt like it'd be wrong to do it the day after. Yes, Halloween's over. Um, but <laughs> Yes, I know. <laughs> but uh, we wanted to give a quick uh, shout out to two brand new patrons Zachary Johnson, Dennis Gretzky. We salute you. Visit patreon.com slash team action if you guys want exclusive extra content that we do every single week. Uh, without further ado, I'd say we get into thesis statement. Uh, no, we should watch the trailer. Yeah, we should watch the sweet trailer. It's a really good trailer. It's the best part of the whole episode right here. <laughs> yes. 
Well, I just remember how excited we were when yeah. we saw this trailer oh, yeah. come out. We were like, we're doing yeah, this on the show. Missing just above the Here we go. Peninsula. What's the runtime on this movie? Like two twenty or something ridiculous like that. Six feet, you want to hunt to kill. Two ads over two hours. We've been ordered to cross waters that no American sub has ever crossed before. That's that's the line right there. Line right there. I was sold. No American sub has crossed before. Now lean back. Oh yeah, this is taking me. The lean back is so awesome because you know it's just like, all right, guys, all lean back now. From Russian history. This is taken right back to Sunday night in the theater when we watched this film. <laughs> to that wonderful... Oh, that guy! The president, the Russian president. Yeah. I forgot that yeah, he was in the movie. Killed. It's a cool. Yeah. We're dealing with a single rogue <laughs> Spoiler minister. alert! What if we could free President Zakharin? We rescue the Russian president. Wait, does he get killed or they save him? On the ground. They execute his aides. Right, 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 right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They save him, though. I don't know. You blacked out. We, we both did. <laughs> Do you, could you answer definitively? If he died or not? Like if it was like a uh, gun to your head. Showdown question. Whole family. This is for the championship. This this would be the question right here. Yeah. I win a belt or I lose a belt based on did or did does the president the die or not in Hunter Killers? Does the Russian president die or not in Hunter Killers? <laughs> you saw this three days ago. Four days ago. <laughs> Alright, I'm gonna need to use a lifeline. So you can testify. He must survive. He survives. He survives. Look, chat out there, if you if you know, because we can't remember, they save it. Fuck, damn it! <laughs> I was right. Ah, this is ridiculous. Did we just start a war? No. I'm sorry, babe. We settled into a war. I'm fucking thirsty. Oh, the sniper? What was his name? Like Melman or Melner? Mel <laughs> that plot line was <laughs> the best. That plot line is the easiest one to pass out and wake back up and not realize you've missed. <laughs> Hunter killer. I mean, guys, if if you're not sold <laughs> on intrigued and wanting to see the film at this point, then I don't know what you're doing wrong with your life. Uh, let's uh, let's get into the next part of the show. We, we do this thing called Thesis Statements, your biggest, boldest thought about the film. It is the uh, the, your, the thing you believe the most that you want to share about this movie. If you, if you brought it up at a party, you would say this, and you defend it till you were blue in the face. I'm going to jump in first with a very familiar one. I've got a great one. What's yours? I wonder if it's the same as mine. No, it's not. Uh, Gerard Butler is the closest thing to a classic 80s action star that we have today. He is... Yeah! He is the closest thing that exists to a 1980s action star that we have making movies today. I mean, we have a segment on the show today. Yeah. Basically laughing at the five most ridiculous movie titles. That is a that is a staple in being a ridiculous 80s and 90s oh, yeah. action star. Like go to <clears throat> Steven Seagal, Jean-Claude Van Damme, Chuck Norris, Bruce... Nah, Bruce Lee's are actually way better. But go to those first three and look at all... Of the, or Charles Bronson. Look if, at all <laughs> of the movie titles. If you look at, like, the movies that uh, that Seagal made, his movie titles are just the best. Like, oh, yeah. Above the Law, On Deadly Ground, <laughs> The Glimmer Man, Out for Justice, Under Marked Siege. for Death. Under Siege was, like, the best one. Under Siege. Yeah, that's like a, that feels more legit. But all the rest of them, they're all, like, three words... They all have like death, law. Yeah, I'm gonna pull them up right yeah, now. Like, uh, yeah. So that, I think that's really great. Actually, we don't need to pull it up. We already know. We've we already, already seen them it. all. Yeah. Uh, okay. So that's like pretty cl open and closed. I, yeah. I mean, I think uh, yeah, we've talked about it a little bit. That's like a, that's a concept that we've kind of we've well, kind of visited. And just watching this film, it was just like nobody else really gets to make Den of Thieves and this movie and Gamer and like just. Generally, like Olympus Has Fallen was the same thing. He just was a little bit more famous at that moment. Well, because if he, if if Gerard Butler was cast in the next Taylor Sheridan movie as like a grizzled sheriff, yeah, it would be fucking awesome. Yeah, you'd be a hundred percent in, and he'd probably give a great performance. He's yeah, still my point behind this is that he's still kind of an A list actor. Right, he's a good, he's good enough. He's good enough. Yeah, and like in this movie, he has great dramatic moments. Honestly, that speech is pretty sweet. Uh, the first time, <laughs> and then, yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, and then he takes all these weird movie roles. But it's so weird because it actually hasn't taken him down to be stardom in my mind, right? Even though all of his movies are, I would. He's like he's a weird one. I would almost argue that Gerard Butler is B list, right? Almost, and but, I and I totally I I don't disagree with you yeah. in saying it because he he like pretty much is. But that's why I say if he popped into a Tarantino or Sheridan or Villeneuve movie, yeah, you'd be or Villeneuve movie, you'd be like, huh, cool. 
Right. I'm stoked. Somebody wanted to give, and, and one thing I will say about Butler is that I think he's terrific to work with from what I understand. He's, I've heard that he's like the coolest dude. He's like, and I, when I met him, I really liked him. I thought he was great. He gave me a great interview and I thought he just like, his energy was, was did he, awesome. Did he say he talked to everyone? everybody? He, he, he was late to the movie to talk to everyone on the carpet. And guys, you don't know this and I didn't know this until a couple of years ago when I started doing red carpets. That's not a thing. No. It, like A-listers, B-listers, even C-listers almost never do that if they have somewhere to be or the carpet's too long or the movie starts, they're like, fuck it, I'm out of here. This is your problem. You're at the end of the line, not me. I'm at the front of the line. Speaking generally, if you get brought in, you're a big star, you show up in these carpets, you'll talk to the first maybe, I don't know, like four to six outlets. Which is going to be like E! Entertainment. You know, uh, yeah, Entertainment Tonight, yeah. Access, like you know, the big ones, maybe Fox, somebody like that. Yep, There's a local yep. Fox station. And then everyone else down the back half of the line the back 80% of the line, most stars will just walk past. And sometimes, you know, because they like to show up, the movie stars like to show up pretty late to the carpet. Like, let's say call time for the carpet, 6.30. Yeah. Like, Charlize will show up at, like, 7.20. Yeah, exactly. You know? And there's, like, there's no one there. There's 10 minutes left. Yep. She'll talk, you know, so she gets down. So, so anyway, but the point is, Butler showed up to this movie, to, to the carpet that I did. Uh, it was actually for Geostorm. And uh, a terrific film. It's a very good movie. And he he talked to literally every reporter. I remember him looking down. And he was talking to the last reporter, and he looked over at his publicist. He said, "I'm gonna be missing my own. I'm missing my own premiere here." Um, <laughs> but like, he wasn't gonna not talk to us because he knows how how important it is to have good press when he makes the kind of movies that he makes. Well, because he's also the type of dude that he came in acting late. You yeah. know, he he probably worked his ass off for a really long time doing a lot of things. He knows how hard it is to get even on those red carpets, being at the end of the line. Imagine being at the front of the line. We right. get every interview all the time. So I love that. I think that's one of my favorite stories you've ever told me about Jerry B. Uh, Alex McFarland is saying in the chat, uh, he goes, did everyone see the thirsty GB tweets? Yeah. Isn't Alex a girl? Am I wrong about this? Alex McFarland? Did I say guy again? I'm so sorry, Alex. Yes. We have established this yes, we by have, making we have, a mistake publicly. I know, and I just wanted you to make fun of me again. Uh, Alex, the female, McFarland, <laughs> has said, so do you know about these? What, sorry, I was paying attention to the wrong thing. Yeah, yeah. So she she says that uh, did everyone see the thirsty GB tweets? And I said, what tweets? I need to know. And she goes, Oh my god! I heard uh, Gerard Butler reads the internet's thirstiest tweets. I saw somebody oh, share this in the group, yeah. and I didn't watch it. I didn't either. Oh, so they're all saying, okay, yeah, we we missed well, the trailer for this. We should have done that instead of the trailer. Yeah, we'll queue it up in a second. We'll watch it on the show because why? Why? Yeah, the fuck we'll not? be able to find it. Mercy, could you try to find that if that's possible? Uh, Gerard Butler thirsty tweets. And he, maybe we'll see if we yeah, can pull it up. Gerard Butler reads the internet's thirstiest tweets. Yeah, yeah, there we go. And then I will talk about my thesis statement, which Please? I've like forgotten at this point. Yeah, I know, Alex. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I'm so glad Alex, or that Ben corrected me. I knew something was wrong. Can we just stop the show? <laughs> you look warm. You look like you're sweating. I actually feel like if this was two years ago, I'd be furiously sweating. <laughs> you would be drenched. I would be drenched in sweat. I'd be so upset that you called me out. I'd be like very uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to talk about anything anymore. Can we cue the Edge of Tomorrow episode, please? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so she looks like she's got it queued up here, so I'm going to say mine really quickly. And it's just short, simple, and sweet. Common is the reason this movie wasn't released two years ago, period. Wow. That's it. Drop the drop the pen. Drop the pen. <laughs> pick it up. Common is so bad in this. Gerard Butler is still irrelevant. Nyquist is at the top of his game two years ago. Yeah. And 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 well, two and a half. And Gary Oldman yeah. is Gary Oldman. Yeah. Common is the reason this movie never got released. He is so atrociously <laughs> bad that you needed Gary Oldman to win an Oscar, Gerard Butler to have six months without a movie coming out, and Nyquist to die in order for this movie to get released. Yeah, what is Cardellini's <clears throat> biggest thing she's done? She's like kind of a she's kind of a movie star. She's like a she's ER. like a poor what? She got famous from ER. ER, ER right? Yeah. And she was in she was in Bloodline. She was good in that. She was in Daddy's Home. She's the wife. Yep. Um, she's kind of like a poor a poor woman's Rose Byrne in some ways. Okay, there you go. That's fair. But even she is better than he is in this movie. Like exponentially better than he is. This script for this movie is not very good. It's horrid. And I gotta say the like the beats they take. W- <sighs> They're kind of confusing. Like, why? Like, like first of all, I know why. First of all, why anything? Why, I know why you cast Common. I know. Because oh, Common's famous. And at this point, Common had just come off of Selma. And how many black people are in this movie? He's the only one, maybe? Exactly. And he's the only person that appeals to a younger, different demographic. Yeah, it's fair. But, like, and I've seen Common be pretty decent. He's, yeah, like, uh, not a bad actor. Marissa Serafini in the booth. Yeah. She was just saying, uh, I need to watch Megan, Megan what? Levy? Megan Levy. Yeah, Megan Levy. He's apparently very good in that. He's, like, generally pretty good. He, I liked him in John Wick 2. I he's, liked him in Smoking Aces. Well, so this is why I was, like, I, I asked you really quickly, because doesn't he not really talk at all in John Wick 2? He just has sweet action scenes and cool looks. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I like him for that. 
And I think he's actually pretty good in smoking aces, but that's because he can he can talk like this. Another guy I interviewed him three weeks ago or a month ago, and I really liked him. He, like another guy that I was just like, "You're pretty great. Like, cool, cool, man. Nice to meet you." And like, I can't believe how bad he is in this movie. Yeah, and like, in what world? And again, I know, I know, you're trying to break the barriers and the norms, but like, no world ever in America is a black like thirty something year old dude going to be an admiral, an ad- captain, maybe. Yeah, lieutenant, first lieutenant. Maybe even a general. It's a backwards-ass military. It's like, so weird. Yeah, it's it's just... I mean, that's one of those things where you like you look at casting and you know that there's a certain amount of, this is going to be a big action movie, so we want... We have to hit we, these buttons, essentially. Yeah, and also, like, we want to put people in these roles who are just, like, the people we want to cast, so they're like, that's fine, Common can be this guy. He has backstory, like... You know what I mean? They can rationalize it. They can write his backstory. Right. He's X, Y, or Z guy, and that's why he's this guy in this position. But, I mean, like, he's just not good in this. It's it's he's, bizarre. He's so bad in this. It's it, it hurts my soul. It's like the way he delivers his lines where they're like, they're like... Um, like, the scene between him and Oldman might be the worst acting either of them have ever done in their lives. <laughs> they make each other worse. Oldman's like, Oldman's like, he's like... Uh, what kind of submarine do we need at that depth? And Common's like, sir, at that depth we need a hunter killer. And you're, <laughs> and he's like, <clears throat> you're like, is oh, this have... an SNL sketch? <laughs> yeah. And then what does he say when he's like, yeah, but who, who on earth could man such a ship? <laughs> and that's Gary Oldman for all of you at home. Yeah. And then he's like, I found a guy who didn't go to Annapolis. <laughs> and yeah. then it just cuts to Gerard in the mountains <laughs> with a rifle. Yeah. And he's gonna. No, it's, sh- a, it's a bow, isn't it? Is it a bow and no. arrow? Is it? I think I, it's 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 ridiculous. But whatever uh, it is, is notes. he is out there to hunt, and he doesn't kill a buck because it has a family. First of all, every deer has a family. <laughs> I just forgot. This is how drunk we were. I wrote notes and forgot they exist till right now. Oh, no, I did too. I wrote all. I wrote a bunch of notes because you and I were like, we need to take very good notes because we've been drinking a lot. I have like I have more notes on this. That there, there's this one. I go. Uh, I want this baby so quiet. Official bump and door. Yeah. And then I wrote, you know, a line like that was coming at some point. <laughs> That's just like, what I wrote. Looks like, looks like I stopped taking notes after about 35 minutes. <laughs> but but here, here's my, you guys want to know my string of notes? Um, here, here you go, ready? First note, yeah. kind of bad CGI. Second note, common, dot, dot, dot. Oh man. Third note, great, great setup, dot, dot, dot. Who the hell is this guy? He answers his phone, glass. Glass. <laughs> glass. Uh, yeah, anyway, whatever. <laughs> I've also got the line in here, Weps with the glasses, because there's, like, a seaman named Weps who has the big glasses. Yeah, and, and that's they, a tell cl- him, they tell him to, to put the glasses back on at And that's point. a classic, classic submarine movie deal. Just the fact that he's named Weps, he's some random seaman, and he has huge glasses. That, that like, th- fog up and stuff. Yeah, just, yeah. I don't even know. <laughs> Incredible. So good. Yeah, we're going to have to get through more of the notes. Uh, let's, uh, let's, let's cue this up, Marissa. <clears throat> I hope you guys have all watched this movie. Because <laughs> you never mother, will otherwise. It makes me jizz a little bit. The woman jizz? I, I had no idea. <laughs> I love him. Hi, I'm Jared Butler. And Jared. I'm going to be reading Thirst Tweets. Jared. I want Jared Butler to lick cherry flavored jello off my finger. Why is life so unfair? Hey, hey, don't give up. Life's not over yet. Might still happen. I want to buy a condo in Gerard Butler's chest hair. <laughs> Who is currently sleeping with Gerard Butler? They're lucky. It's nice chest hair. Uh, God's be Egypt. So you're the one. I heard somebody saw that. The condos are for sale. Just get in touch with my agent, and I'm sure we So can you're the one. I knew someone <laughs> saw that. I'll be in touch. I really don't have celebrity crushes, but I would lick the beard off of Gerard Butler's face. So, um, okay. He looks like he drinks a lot. I know. Gerard Butler He's sober. punch me in I the know. face, and I would still say, thanks, Daddy. <laughs> Is this my kid? <laughs> I would climb Gerard Butler like a tree. And never let go. Sounds like most of my ex-girlfriends. Jerry can spit on me anytime. Yeah, I know this person. That's why. Anytime again. It says, yeah, I, I, will. I will. That's good. So, I think my favorite thing is his name is Jared. Am I, am I, Jared. Am Jared. Watching 300 and wondering how I could possibly have forgotten the majesty of Gerard Butler's thighs. Yeah, we can, we can yeah, cut this thing This is going a little <laughs> long. Get back into some 300 oh my God. Alex McFarland, that... You just made my day. Key. I'm like so... I'm, I'm so happy we didn't watch that before so we could watch it right now. Yeah, that was lovely. That was literally... <laughs> 
That was really that was really lovely. Gerard Gerard Butler. Gerard Butler. I we have to so that's the backup name now? Jared. If he's not Jerry B. He's Jared. He's Jared. Yeah. Jared Butler. People are like, who are you talking about? Yeah. Like, no big <laughs> Don't deal. you know his friends call him Jared? It's Jared. Yeah. He likes to be spit on. So, uh, all right, guys, those are the thesis statements. We went way off topic. We really um, did, guys. You can throw yours in the chat below. I really want to know what other, like, no one said anything in a while. I think they're all sucked into the uh, thirsty tweets. Let us know what your thesis is in the chat below. Uh, next part of the show, guys, is fist pump moment. This is that moment so that happens in the movie. You kind of look around. Are you seeing this right now? This is so awesome. I'm so into this. Uh, so we want to share our fist pump moments. Or you're drunk in the theater with your best buddy watching a Gerard Butler movie, and something happens. You're like, I knew this was going to happen. I knew it. And and I think for us, I mean, honestly, it was what we were just talking about. There was a, a couple of them, but it was the hero qualifier in the fact that this guy never even went to Annapolis. He, he didn't do this, and he didn't do this, but he can do this. But He's he like, can do this, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I I, uh, I think my fist bump moment was the speech. The Wait, one that I didn't just... finish. Oh, please, go ahead. It's when he cuts to him and he's out there hunting and he doesn't <laughs> shoot the deer. Yeah. Because <laughs> he's such a good man. Because he's sympathetic. You know he's a good man. He's yeah. a hunter that goes out to display his sympathetic tendencies by not hunting. Right. He's a hunter that goes out. He's a hunter killer, if you will. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> but he's not a killer. No, he's not. He, but and he knows how to make he knows how to make evasive maneuvers <laughs> out of the norm. Uh, like taking the t- taking the submarine all the way to the seafloor. Yeah, yeah. Or going too close to the rocks. Yeah, right. Exactly. He's just dangerous moves that are unconventional. Isn't that like the only th- like? There's three things you can do in a submarine: is like go too low, go too close, or yeah. like <laughs> turn quickly. Yeah, probably. <laughs> three evasive <laughs> maneuvers. Turn off the radar. Yeah, no, it does. <laughs> Nobody make a sound. Um, okay, my fist bump moment's got to be the speech um, because we knew the speech was coming because we had seen. In the trailer, um, we're being asked to cross waters that no American submarine has ever crossed. Right, uh, and you kind of knew that was coming. That was going to be his big moment. And I have to say that that was my favorite uh, Ger- Jared Butler Jared. delivery in this film. I thought that it was a well written speech. Like, you know, especially like you and I talk about this a lot. We've seen so many of these movies. So you think about how would you write it? You know, like what would your choice be to differentiate your moment? Because like those beats that you have to hit yeah. in an action movie especially, they're pretty predictable. You, oh, need, you need the hero qualifier speech. <laughs> you, you need that. You yep. need his his big dramatic moment. Like you probably taking control of the crew speech. Yeah, you also you need like the dramatic ending moment. You need like all that shit. Yeah. Like that's all important. Um and so when you hit those beats, you know, inevitably you're going to hit four or five of the, of the predictable ones. You have to make sure you do something to make it feel different. This is one of the reasons that you and I talk about, um, we've talked about this before, how like when you watch action movies very often, there's things that feel like, why did they do that? And it's like they right. did it because it's a cool thing that no one else has done. Like I've told you this before that in Contraband, that movie uh, with oh, Mark yeah, Wahlberg, yeah, yeah. there's the moment where Diego Luna is like trying to rob an armored car. And he's like, we're going to take this armored car. And he's like wrapping his head in duct tape like this. And you're like, why are you doing that? That is going to be so painful to take off. Just wear a mask. But like, (laughs) it's a cool thing that he gets to do that no one is cheaper than duct tape. He hasn't seen it in the movie before. So he's like, I'm going to do this. Yep, exactly. And so that's kind of a little bit like with the speech. I was like, how how are they going to make this speech feel not like all the speeches in the submarine movies? And I like that he says, you probably think I'm this guy. I've done all your jobs. Yeah, I've, I've yeah, scrubbed yeah. the deck. I've been the cook. I am you. Yes, um, I, I love. Yeah, and, and Richard, uh, you know Jarvie, of course, also great Halloween costume. Yeah, uh, that is his as well, and it's because of that. It's because of that exact reason why is because that is that moment. You and I both looked at each other. We're like, fuck yeah, yeah, this is sweet. And then like I also wrote in my phone. Uh, you know, biggest candidate to be the repeat of the Bill Pullman speech in Hunter Killer 2. Yes. is Because the speech was so good, but then since it's Hunter Killer, they went and did it like 30 minutes later again. Did they do another one? They did another speech in the movie. Like, he gave another long speech. Because he's like, now we're going to go to battle yeah, or something? Yeah, it just wasn't as good as the first one. But the first one was really great, and I really loved it. They shot two versions of the first speech, and yeah. they were so much better than the rest of the movie, they just spliced one of the takes into the second one. <laughs> right, right. They won't notice. Did you say the same <laughs> things again? Did you say you scrubbed the deck again? Uh, yeah, so that is those are our fist pumps. Very I good. Believe. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think that's uh, that's a fair place to start. Let's get into uh, career profiles. So it was a tough one because, you know, I think Oldman is billed higher. Definitely. I mean, but Nyquist was much more interesting. 
I think Common was much more interesting. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Oldman is the guy. So, so you mentioned that you know this movie was shot. Um, there's a couple things to talk about. So so I think probably let's start with Nyquist rather than Butler because we can segue Butler into our other segment. Yeah, perfect. <clears throat> so so Michael Nyquist, some of you guys probably recognize as his two very significant roles. He's the villain in Mission Impossible Four. The Baba Yaga. And he is the villain in John Wick 1. Yep. Uh, both which Fucking are... Fucking John Wick. They're a few years apart from each other. Uh, and Michael Nyquist, rest in peace, passed away in 2016. Yep. Um, unexpectedly. He was 56 years old. Um, he was a guy who had been successful overseas and started to break through in America in those movies we talked about. And this, he filmed this, obviously, at least in 2016. At least. Probably sometime in 2015 or 16 is when he filmed this. I would think 15, yeah. Um, unless he filmed it right before he passed. And they obviously had to hold this movie for a while. And so it's interesting what you say. It's like, that's kind of how this shit works sometimes, is movies will get shelved, and they'll wait to release them until there's some relevant thing about the movie. Like uh, like The Drop. The Drop is another great example of Gandolfini being oh, dead right, already. Posthumously, it, right? And it was like Hardy was getting bigger and something else had happened. And it was like, let's release The Drop. There was a movie called Collision that came out a few years ago. Uh, it was like two or three years ago. And I remember it had like a pretty big cast that had like Felicity Jones and it had like Nicholas Holt. I don't know had... why Felicity Jones. Uh, she's like going to be one of my uh, Schmodown um, kryptonites. I just, because her name... Seems like she should be famous in the 50s. Yeah. You know? And then, like, her look seems like she should have a different name. But then it's... I, I don't really know how to explain it. It's just one of those names that just doesn't stick with me for some reason, even though I really like her. It was called Collide, right? <clears throat> so this film was... So, so this movie came out in 2016, and it starred Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, Wait, Anthony... Wait, whoa, whoa. We've, we've 100% done Die Hard on the show. Someone's freaking out about what we should do for a Christmas episode. Yeah, we, we did Die Hard We've done die, for, die Hard. Like, yeah. three years... Two, three years ago. Um, Nicholas Holt, Felicity Jones, Anthony Hopkins, Ben Kingsley. Um, this was like this big movie, and I remember it had been held for a long time. Uh, and it obviously came out when it came out, because at that point, the year before, Nicholas Holt had been in Fury Road. Right, Felicity right. Jones had just been in Rogue, Rogue One, yep. or it was about to come out. So, like, this happens sometimes. But this movie obviously was held, and Oldman... I mean, prior to Oldman winning the Oscar, he was a little bit mm -hmm. of a... He had reached a point in his career where he was doing movies like Criminal. Yeah, know? well, so so Gary Oldman is a really interesting guy, right? Because, as you're saying, he if it wasn't for the Dark Knight trilogy in there and then Darkest Hour, his last decade has been kind of hit and miss a lot, actually. So if we go through and we talk about his movies, <clears throat> you know, you've got, <clears throat> excuse me, Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy was 2011. That seems like kind of a good place to start because that was like in the middle of the Dark Knight's and that's his out. first and only Oscar nomination prior to, to Darkest Hour, I believe. Really? That's crazy. So, okay, right, right, right. <clears throat> Maybe I'm Excuse wrong me. About so that. he was in Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, uh, and then he did Lawless. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, Jesus, yeah, yeah. What right. is wrong with me? And then he did Guns, Girls, and Gambling. I like Lawless a lot. I actually think we could do it on the show. So he goes Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, Lawless, Dark Knight Rises. Then he does Guns, Girls, and Gambling. He does Paranoia. Robocop, Dawn of the Planet of the Apes, Child 44, Man Down, Criminal, The Space Between Us, The Hitman's Bodyguard, Tau, and Hunter Killer, obviously with Darkest Hour being thrown in there. They're all pretty bad movies. Like, on the whole, yeah. He's got a couple in there that are sweet, right? Yes. Dawn of the Planet of the Apes is good. Child 44, Man Down, Criminal, Space Between Us. Yeah, all like, pretty irrelevant. <clears throat> and yeah. he's and he's a guy. I mean, Oldman is a guy where you know that he's taking he's taking roles based on material in most cases, which is why if you take out the Batman films, you can see that there's a much more consistent trajectory of the kind of roles he takes because he's like he's a guy that that was in a ton of stuff in the '90s and established himself as one of these like <clears throat> true incredible talent method type of guys. Yeah, he's, he's like one of the great, great character actors of our, of ev ever. Ever. And so that's why Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy, but it's kind of crazy that that guy hadn't gotten an Oscar nomination until 2011. Is that true? So yeah. you looked that up. Yep. That is unbelievable. His first one was Tinker <clears throat> Tailor. That doesn't seem right. He's done so many great things before. I mean, so many. I mean, everything from Immortal Beloved to State of Grace to The Professional. Like, Oh, yeah, he's so good. The fact that he didn't... It, the Professional performance now would never not get a supporting Oscar. Not. Yeah, 100%. Never. 100%. Um, so then you look at Gerard, on the other hand. Geostorm in 2017, Den of Thieves in 2018, and Keepers in 2018, surrounded by a bevy of other ridiculous films. Um, <clears throat> probably should have done Geostorm on the show, really. I like Geostorm. I didn't see it. Okay, 
Right. I thought that you hadn't seen it, but then I was like, I must be thinking this wrong because you went to the premiere, but then what happened? But I didn't go into the screening. I had just, just gotten. Didn't. I got off an airplane. At, I got <laughs> right, off an airplane right, right. at four thirty. I had to be on the carpet at six thirty. I went straight from the airport. Right. And then I just went home. I like couldn't. I couldn't do it. <laughs> yeah. No. I feel you on that. Okay. Really quickly, since we have a bit of time, uh, Belford, this will be one of our AMA questions: Is Oldman the most undersieged actor of all time? I mean, pretty fucking close. I mean. <clears throat> I would say now the answer is no. Because he won the Oscar. And because now there's a general consensus that, like, between Commissioner Gordon and winning the Oscar, his last 10 years has kind of legitimized him to, as, in people's minds as, like, one of the all-time greats. Yeah. But if you took him after Batman Begins, if you took him in 2007, he played Gary Ol- he played Commissioner Gordon in a, in a pretty successful Batman movie, but not by any means at the time, like... Like, Dark Knight elevated the franchise so far beyond. Yes. Batman Begins was a, was a very above-average movie in most people's minds. Oh, come on, man. It was really good. Uh, yeah, I mean, very above-average. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, a great, but not like Dark Knight was a great movie. Like, in 07, if you had looked at Gary Oldman's career, I think most people would have been like, this guy's so talented, how, has, how does he not have an Oscar nomination? Yes. How is he not a household name? The fact that he didn't have an Oscar nomination is a travesty. That is not okay. So, so, so the last <clears throat> ten years... Dark Knight through today has legitimized him because two Batman sequels that everyone watched, plus Darkest Hour, you know, you throw in some of these other movies you talked about, and I think that's... Yeah, I, I do believe he should have more than one Oscar. It does seem absolutely crazy. So, it, yeah. um, <clears throat> that being said, we got Gerard Butler, Keepers, Den of Thieves, and Geostorm, which is going to lead into our very fun segment of... You want to intro this? I don't know what the fuck we're calling it. I don't either. Sweetest Gerard Butler movie names? <laughs> That's good enough for me. <laughs> so, guys, the game is this. In case you... Uh, are you okay? I don't know what's going on with me. Yeah. I feel like I really need to... I'm just going to... I'm going to do this on so yeah. camera. I'm just going to really clear my throat. Okay. You got it. I'll introduce the game. Um, so, so, the deal is, guys, that uh, if you were to look at Gerard Butler and you were to establish just, just how thirsty you are for Gerard, <laughs> for Jerry B, Gerard. Uh, and, and you knew that he was great, like just the best... And now you had to go through his filmography and pick the five movies that you think, based on their titles, would be most interesting to you. And you knew nothing about the movies. What five movies would you pick? We need to accept them in yeah. his voice, by the way. <laughs> so, really, really, I would love to play Frankie and Dear Frankie. Yo, really. You two, t- 2,000 theaters it's going to be released in. <laughs> I'll be there. Dear Frankie. I'm Frank. Dear Frankie. That's Dear number- Frankie, that's my number one. Uh, oh... Really? Chasing Chasing Mavericks, you say, is the name of the film? <laughs> oh, I've been waiting to read a script like this for some time. I I'm a bit of I'm a bit of a maverick myself. I, I don't know if you know <laughs> I don't know if you know this about me. But I actually just came off of another film where I played a great warrior in Corleonus. Wait, what? <laughs> Can you say the name of the film again, please? Yeah, Corleonus. <laughs> no, I, I I missed it, Jared. Jared, one more time. Corleonus. <laughs> Corleonus. Terrific, terrific. <laughs> Thank you. I'm glad. I'm glad you're on board to do the film. Uh, for, <laughs> this is wonderful. What do you have? Uh, for, <laughs> I've decided. I've done. I've done a pretty hefty number of of action actioners, as they call them in America. Uh, I grew up watching. Romantic films, and uh, I don't know much about it. I haven't read the script yet, but I I think this film, it's called P.S. I Love You. Oh, right. It's the thing you can throw on the bottom of a letter <laughs> in case you forgot to write something else. I, I, I'm going to be honest with you. I don't know what P.S. means, but <laughs> but I love you. You know, I remember the first time I fell in love, and it was actually in A Cherry Orchard, which is why I've decided to take the film The Cherry Orchard. <laughs> <laughs> he did a movie called The Cherry Orchard. You picked some good ones. I have no idea what it's about. Oh, my last one is the best. It's the best. <laughs> Marissa, are you, are you, have you turned our mics off yet? <laughs> she left. Oh, she's gone. She left. She's doing out of the show. <laughs> uh, the next film, the next film in my <clears throat> canon is uh, a film. It's called Law Abiding Citizen uh, because the character I'm playing is actually not. A law-abiding citizen. Oh, wow. Oh. (laughs) Highbrow, Gerard. Uh, Jared. I'll be in the film with several Oscar winners, including Jamie Foxx. Jamie (laughs) Foxx. Oh, God. I'm a huge fan of Jamie Foxx. All right. I think it's time for Jared to kind of take a step back from the action. And I am going to be taking 
a venture into family with Naya, Legend of the Golden Dolphin. <laughs> now, I'm not Naya, and I'm not a dolphin. <laughs> he did a film called Naya, the Legend of the Golden Dolphin. I think it's coming out next year. <laughs> I'm impressed. Oh, I'm sweating. Uh, I, the next one, I feel this must have something to do with the great gods. Uh, this film is called Olympus Has Fallen. <laughs> uh, I've, I hope to not play Olympus again <laughs> after Gods of Egypt. But I heard there's a chance Jamie Foxx would be attached to this one as well. <laughs> so I'll take the role. Wait, is he in both? No, Jamie Foxx did White House Down. Right? <laughs> I, 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 I later was told Jamie Foxx left the project for White House Down with the much younger Channing Tatum. Oh, my God. Okay, well, I, I think we found our new greatest segment ever. I, I have one left. Oh, you do? I have my favorite one left. Oh, because you took my P.S. I Love You. Oh, right. You've got one more. What do you got coming? This will be my magnus opus. <laughs> for those of you that don't know what it means, neither do I. Neither do I. <laughs> Uh, you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot about a man by the top-listed film in his filmography, though this film is not. It's called Machine Gun Preacher. <laughs> Machine Gun Preacher. Uh, I'm sorry, babe. I've decided to take a film called Machine Gun Preacher. Didn't read the script. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. I never read the script until I've taken the film. Isn't he in like a preacher's outfit with a machine gun on the cover? It's just, <laughs> yeah. And I, I think I, I think I read the premise. I just really quickly before we move on, uh, I'm going to read a couple of the premises of these films because they're um, they're wonderful. Because <laughs> because now that we've introduced them, that might be my favorite segment like we've, we've ever, ever done. <laughs> um, in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, addicted gang biker Sam Childers is released from prison and learns that his wife Lynn is no longer a stripper but has converted to Christianity. Oh. One night, Sam and his best friend Donnie give a ride to a hitchhiker who threatens Donnie with a pocket knife. However, Sam reacts and turns the tables on the stranger. Sam is affected by the incident and is convinced by Lynn and his mother Daisy to join their church, and he is baptized. <laughs> Sam finds a straight job in construction. When he meets a preacher from Africa, he decides to visit the continent. Sam travels to northern Uganda and the South Sudan many times and builds an orphanage for victims of the cruel lord's resistance army. Okay, this is absurd. Further, he fights whenever necessary and becomes a legend known as the Machine Gun Preacher. How is it possible that, that you read made? that that long? Um, <laughs> that synopsis is like a novel. <laughs> yeah, I clicked on it and it uh, wasn't the shorter one that I hoped it was, but I had to go with it. Let's see, the 15th or the 22nd. All right, here we go. I got, a, I got a private message here from Richard Eric Jarvie right now. Oh, here we it's, go. This is important stuff. Hey, I wanted to ask, if I upgrade to the $50 tier this month, yeah, general, general, it has to go through, Richard, uh, <laughs> would you be able to do my movie for my birthday, either on the 15th or the 22nd of November? He'd love to get Revenge of the Sith done. Mm. You are the chosen one! Oh, that's, yeah. That's, that's a, that's that's, a that's done a, deal. That's a no-brainer. Done Pro deal. Problem with that is the 15th to the 22nd. Maybe on the 15th we can pull it off. We can push something else. Yeah, maybe we can make it work, dude, because, you know, you know we love you, and honestly, the the amount of, of clippage and memes you would get to pull from you and I just reenacting that last scene mm. would be amazing. We could recast Ger Gerard Butler in Gerard Butler. Revenge of the Sith. Um, this is funny that we just did the segment because I had done a bit on uh, one of the jobs that you guys, I work for Red Zone and Fantasy Zone, uh -huh. and uh, one of my producers that I work with has an affection for Nick Cage, the same as we do. So we did a whole bit, we did a whole bit uh, recently at work where we just spoke to each other in Nick Cage's Jesus. voice right. for several hours. It reminded me a lot of the Jared Butler segment we just did. So that is that. That's what we're doing that day, oh, if you want to switch it. We can maybe push it. So we're, we're, we're going to figure it out. We're going to look into it. We're going to look into it and see what we can do. So, uh, Jarvie, we love you. It's great. Great costume. Great suggestion. That segment was a winner. I hope you guys enjoyed it as much as we did. <laughs> yeah, uh, Marissa, of, of all the films there, what do you think has the most appealing name? I love, okay, good, because like sometimes Ben and I wonder if we're just dumbasses making each other laugh. Just going off the deep end. It makes me very happy that you were laughing, Marissa. Oh, yeah, I was, I was laughing too. I was enjoying that a little too much. <laughs> Has to be Machine Gun Preacher. <laughs> I just love the P.S. I love you. Yeah. It's either that, really? Come on, what about Naya and the Golden Dolphin? <laughs> that was a good one. <laughs> 
I've been passed over for the role of Naya, as well as the Golden Dolphin. I've been passed on a role of both. I'm the old trainer. <laughs> but I'm a legend. <laughs> but I'm a legendary trainer. Leg- I was the first person ever to procreate with a dolphin. <laughs> okay. Oh my god, we're dying. Okay, we're gonna we're gonna move on. Okay. We're going to move on to production development and talk about how a movie this good gets made. And honestly, mm. it's always about the team behind it. Ben. Yes, yes it is. Uh, so we've got Arnie Schmidt here, who has, uh, he's only written this and the story for 1996's Chain Reaction with Denzel and Keanu. Wait, I saw, hang on a second. I think, keep talking. I'm going to fact check something. What happened? I read this, and by the way, guys, Andrew is taking on the brunt of the prep work. Don't you, say that. He's Don't say that, because <laughs> every time a mistake comes up. He, uh, he, he wrote this description. I believe that <clears throat> Chain Reaction doesn't have Denzel. I think it has Morgan Freeman. Oh, wait. No, no, that's 100% correct. Yeah. That's what I meant to write. That's what I meant to say. <laughs> I was literally watching Man on Fire when I wrote this. <laughs> I was like, no, 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 dude, I know that he's, this is all correct. See, this is all correct. This makes me so much happier that I didn't fact check this before and did it live on air. That's terrific. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Ben's been taking the brunt of doing these. <laughs> the prep work. Um, Arnie Schmidt has written only this st- and the story for 1996's Chain Reaction with Denzel and Keanu. He has been a second unit or assistant director on films dating back to the 70s. So he's actually been in the business for mm. a really, really long time. Such classics as Red Dawn with Kurt Russell. Mm. But I was actually really impressed that he was the uh, second unit AD or the assistant director on Airplane, the original mm. Airplane. That's like, that's a really cool thing to be a part of. <laughs> Big time, um, yeah. But really, he's he's kind of always been a uh, a second AD or a second unit AD, which is very interesting that this is, and he wrote a movie, you know, almost 20 years later. So then you got Jamie Moss on the other side, who is a writer and actor who appeared in Catch Me If You Can as a young man. I'm trying mm. to like, I don't remember where he came in. But oh, man, huh? he, he's one of those guys, you know, when, most time when you look at a writer, you're expecting like an older looking white dude. That's right. Usually right, what right. it always is. He's yeah. like a young, good looking dude in his probably late 30s, yeah, early yeah. 40s. Um, <clears throat> he has a bunch of TV credits as well. And he's written the screenplay for he, he loves these like bad, like bad crime thrillers. So Street Kings is very bad. Yep. And then Hunter Killer is not great. He's yep. writing Safe House 2. And then he wrote Ghost in the Shell, which I heard was also very bad. Yeah. The new I, one. That one is the highest profile of these movies. I kind of can't believe that they are still making a second safe house. I that's, that's astonishing. How's the chat doing over there? Oh, the chat is wonderful. So I think we should have a Cage versus Cruz versus Butler now. Ben and Andrew's Jerry B are even better than the real Jerry <laughs> B. Uh, uh, this one's good. An accent off. Um, and then we go, my favorite accent from the show is still Charlie Hunnam. When the kaiju landed yeah, in San Francisco. <laughs> <laughs> Jaeger pilots were like rock stars. It's like, it's like speaking English when you don't actually speak English. Yeah, right. You know, you're just saying the words. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, okay, so then we got Donovan Marsh. You want to take, take this one? A writer and director based out of Denzel Washington who was in Chain Reaction. <laughs> <laughs> a writer and director based out of Johannesburg, who up until Hunter Killer was always both in for feature films he worked on. Uh, sorry, sorry. Who up until Hunter Killer was always both for the feature films he worked on, writer and director. Yeah. His debut film was called Dollar, with a dollar sign at the end, so dollars, yep. and White Pipes. He then worked on both Spud and Spud 2, The Madness <laughs> Continues with John Cleese. He then directed a film called Avenged, a crime drama with production based in South Africa, followed that with Hunter Killer and is now working on a film called Don't Call Me a Daughter. So he's basically just like this weird South African, well not weird, but he's this pretty prolific, if you want to call him that, yeah, South yeah. African director that just like randomly made this movie and then I had to put Spud and Spud 2 in. I was like super baked when I did this, as you can tell. <laughs> it's like pretty hilarious. It's like you can read my thoughts. But like Spud and Spud 2 was John Cleese. Like, you know, it's huh. a big, John Cleese is a pretty big name. He was the only really name in them. Yeah. <clears throat> but just a really weird crew, which I think is probably why you got the movie that we got. You Boom. Know, it's just, oh, all right. Jarvie, live on the show. Jarvie's making moves. All right, we got a salute right now. Yeah. General, Eric Jarvie. We salute you. We salute you, General. Looks like we got to make we got to make we got to make it happen. Yeah, man. we're gonna we'll, we're gonna we're gonna look at the schedule. And we're gonna we'll, we'll, do it. We'll, we'll post it. We'll send you a message about it. But yeah, uh, <clears throat> uh, yeah so th- this guy's interesting. I mean, the, the sad thing about directors like this is that if you are a director who is is most notable for making films outside of America, and you make a bunch of movies that people kind of haven't heard of, and you come to America and you work with a big star. And you make a movie that's just kind of irrelevant, like this Hunter Killer is going to be a very irrelevant movie very quickly. Right. You just, like, you kind of burned your shot. You you get another shot because it's a big enough movie, but based on what we're going to get to with Box Office, 
I don't think he's going to get another. Like he'll probably get one more big shot, and right. other, otherwise he's he's making the likes of, you know, Donovan Marshall, Den of Thieves. Yeah, four. yeah, exactly. Um, um, yeah. So as you get into box office and critical here, I'm going to pull this up because <clears throat> I have all the rest of the numbers here, but the actual movies that were in front of it, there's five of them, which has never really been done before on this show. So it should be noted just really quickly before we move on. <clears throat> uh, Neil Moritz is the producer. Neil Moritz, oh, is yeah. Fast and the Furious, like he's super duper famous. I believe the Bourne films. Um, Neil's like one of the bigger, more prolific uh, directors ever or uh, producers ever. Yeah, Neil H. Moritz and Alan Siegel, we've covered a lot on this show. Yes, the exactly. other producers are Jared Butler, Tucker Tooley, Mark Gill, we've covered a couple times as well. Yeah, I'm I love so that it's... happy that we're now calling him Jared. Yes, me too. Yeah. I was just going to say You that. did it. Yeah. And you didn't even intentionally. <clears throat> didn't even mean yeah. to. It's just his name now. Yeah. Uh, so Jared here, he was in uh, Hunter Killer. Lionsgate Summit, $40 million, released last week, October 26, 2018, for uh, $7.2 million domestic. A whole whopping 7.2. The tough thing is, and this is what happens. You dump your movies at the end of October and in January. That's when these movies get dumped. Right. They, they get, like, I mean, movies like this, they're supposed to fill space in the in the late fall, early, you know, that in-between. Exactly. It's like before award season, after summer blockbusters, before Christmas movies. So, yeah. uh... 7.2 million didn't even get released worldwide. So that's how you know it's a B movie. That is the definition of a B movie is it doesn't get released worldwide. It, you think it'll open? I, I don't actually know. I think it will. Yeah. I, it has to. It'll have to open in some other territory. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Jared's a big enough star. So a total gross of 7.2 behind five other movies or four other movies, which are Goosebumps 2, mm. Haunted Halloween in its third week, Venom in its fourth, A Star is Born in its fourth, and Halloween in its second. The next movie that opened was 12th place. Wow. Johnny English Strikes Again. Oh. $1.6 million. Good old Rowan Atkinson. Rowan Atkinson. Not yeah. a big Rowan Atkinson fan. I love, me and my mom loved Mr. Bean growing up. Like, absolutely. Don't you fucking <laughs> say that. <laughs> your face, your face, like, said everything I ever needed. Oh, really? Your mother. Wow. Who'd have thought? A Korean woman. <laughs> That loves a goofy-ass slapstick <laughs> British comedy. I didn't say a word. I saw Memento in theaters with my dad. Oh, wow. Cool. <laughs> One of the greatest crime thrillers ever. Listen, man. <laughs> so getting into critical... <laughs> this is ridiculous. This is actually even more ridiculous. 6.9 on IMDb, right? 34 by all critics. 42 by top. Mm-hmm. 86 by the audience. <laughs> I mean... We are the audience. You know? we are, and we are having a wonderful time yeah. discussing this movie. I wouldn't have given this film an 86%. I would give this movie a 64. Hard. That generous. I, <laughs> really, really. You would go in the 50s. That, I mean, I get it. Okay, I mean, yeah. let's, let's, be, let's be totally honest about how we felt about this movie. Don't remember the end of it. I dozed off for about 15 minutes somewhere in the, in the final 40. Yep. Um, there was, I woke up, and there was like a lone survivor fight happening with this like guy with a rifle. Yeah, and I had to kind of fill you in, but I wasn't that... Really good on filling you I in. What was happening? <laughs> there was like a there's like a big climax where they blow up the British uh, or the the, the Russian military base right. or something, but like the Russian government blows up their own base to kill the general. Yeah, I remember like, oh yeah, the Russians turn on, okay, first of all, never. <laughs> never. Never would happen. Ever, ever, ever. I remember keep doing this. <clears throat> I kept like leaning back with my drink and I'd take a drink and I'd just look over to the left for like two minutes and I don't even know why. <laughs> It, I think, it, like, it just—it was just to look at anything. I wanted to show Jared <laughs> that you could, that you could, that I could. Uh, Paul Denuso, and he looked at you from the from the screen, and he said, "I, I, <laughs> good choice." Uh, Paul, Paul Denuso graded a one point five out of five. Uh, Bassus, nineteen ninety six. Rowan Atkinson is a god. You're right. Uh, is your mom on another account? <laughs> Shut up, Ben. Uh, yeah. Okay. So. um... Is that it? Is that all we, is that all we <laughs> want to say about this? That's all we've got. Um, favorite line. Favorite line. Uh, there's a lot of them. Yeah. Uh, this is this is they all they all probably happen in the first 35 minutes. Knowing us, um, I think I think mine is. Uh, oh, you will be court martialed. Yeah. And he goes, "Then it's my job to keep you alive long enough to testify." Yeah, I've got that written yeah, down here as one, well, which That's... is funny because I came later in the film. Yeah. It was good. Love. It was a good line, though. You upset that I took it? No. <laughs> um, I like there was a, there was a sequence early on where they they like dramatically allude to his previous experience, um, and he's like, 
the guy's like the guy like looks at the coin when Jared first gets on the sub and he's trying to establish himself as like the hero commander mm-hmm. and like he gives him the coin and he's like oh maybe maybe he gives it to Nyquist I can't remember who he does but somebody's it's like, Nyquist I think and he's like you are on the Wichita and the music's like real dramatic <laughs> yeah and it's like totally the Gruber line and it's like <laughs> this is just like or no no it's it's the Predator line uh, when he's like uh, this is just like blah 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 he's like still trying to forget like right. <laughs> Like that's one of the best things in action movies. That was a horrible retelling of that story. Um, that's one of those things in action movies where, like, you, your heroes need to have gone through really traumatic stories that they only allude to dramatically. Like, right? They're like, we don't need to talk about Mexico. Yeah, <laughs> you know. This is what's the line from MacGruber? This is uh This will be just like. Oh, this will be. Uh, this will be just like Nicaragua. I got shot in Nicaragua. This will be nothing, nothing like, like Nicaragua. Yeah. <laughs> it's not Nicaragua though. Fuck. That makes me crazy. That I can't actually think about it. Um, <clears throat> favorite line? Okay, uh, yeah. Uh, how many pubs are there? You take one, I'll take the other. Yeah, yeah that's, that's a good, good one. one too. I liked. Uh, she's not my sister, sir. Like, I don't even remember what it's yeah. reference to, but it's like some somebody has like a. Yeah, I don't remember. Yeah, good looking. <laughs> uh, there's got to be another one on here too. To be. Oh no, they did. We just start a war. No, but we sailed into one. That was like trying. That was one of those we always talk about. Looks really sweet on paper. Actually, ended up working out okay in the film. It was fine. Yeah, it was good. Everything common says. Everything common says. is just a wonderful. Linda Cardellini has a couple moments, I guess. I don't recall any of them. Yeah, I don't know why you keep bringing her up. <laughs> I mean, she's a female lead in the movie. Yeah, but like they, she, she's in the movie a lot. <laughs> That's fair point. That's a fair point. Look, man, I don't remember this. I don't, you don't remember that she's in it, do you? You don't know who Linda Cardellini is, do you? If you showed me a picture of seven people <laughs> and you made me pick one, I might be able to say it's Linda Cardellini. Fair. Um, all right, <laughs> moving on. Uh, any AMA questions that we need to answer? I'm trying to find them oh, right now. Terrific. Yeah, yeah. We got. Uh, I think there were some good ones in there. I know, like, submarine movies was one of them. So, I looked at a list the other day: top ten submarine movies. Uh huh. What it made me realize is how few submarine movies there actually have been, because I knew every movie on the list. Yeah. Uh, actually, one of them I didn't know, and it was like a really old movie. But, like, you have the ones we know, like the really famous ones. Right. You have Das Boot, which is, like, not in our genre, but it's, like, super famous. And then you have the bad ones that were still on the list, like U571 and K19 okay. and Widowmaker. Those are great. I've never seen either. <laughs> really? Have you, you seen them both? I've seen them both. I was, we were, I, that's shocking to me that you didn't watch. It was probably because you were actually watching better movies with your dad. U571? <clears throat> no, like, you were going and watching Memento while I was going and watching Whatever with my mom, but then going home and watching U571. That's what I was say. You yeah. probably watched U571. Have you seen K19 also? I've seen both of them. Oh, wow. Do you yeah. know who directed K19? Because that's the interesting thing, and that's why I should have seen the it. The Widowmaker? K19, The Widowmaker? It's a, it's a female director. Should be a good clue. Bigelow? Yeah. Isn't that, isn't that interesting? Really? Yeah. Oh, we've talked about this. I've meant to watch it for a long time. I think it's maybe the only Bigelow movie I've never seen. Uh, and I think it's, it's the better of the two. For sure. Yeah, probably. I mean, like, she's a, a better mile. director than whoever directed U571. Yeah, so there's not a lot of AMA questions. They're kind of like, you know, what are your five favorite submarine movies? We kind of just had that conversation. It's it's tough. Like, submarine movies are such a specific genre, and again, there's not many of them. It's like my top five probably, in, or my list probably includes the five that you would expect. Yeah, you know? I think for me, like, um, I did watch Das Boot in high school, and I don't really recall needing to watch it again. For me, my favorite submarine movie is just far and away Crimson Tide. I, I mean, Hunt for October is really sweet, but like Crimson Tide, I like like more every time I go back and watch it. I just love that movie. I do too, and it's just because we love Denzel and Gene so much. Yeah, it's, it's not about great. anything else. And actually, the supporting cast is great. It's just great acting. It's, it's also really, really cool. great acting and writing. Uh, I listened to a, a Denzel interview recently on with Bill Simmons, and it wasn't the best interview. It was fine. Like. Oh yeah, you told me about that. You said yeah. Denzel did a lot of like the the like pull my string and he, like I say the same thing that you'd expect yeah, me to say. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Well, like what it is is what I, and what I've learned about Denzel when I've watched him do like red carpet interviews is that he's a guy who like he really likes to be the coolest, mo- like wisest dude. Right. Like, he likes to be that guy. That's a that's a personality, and he's you know he buys into the Denzel image very much because that's what it is. Super interesting, super smart, and so a lot of what he says in this interview, and I've seen him say. He needs to be, like, really wise. Otherwise, he... You know what I mean? So, yeah. like, at one point, Bill's like, would you say that Malcolm X is the hardest, the most challenging role you've ever played? And he was like, 
challenging role. Challenging, right, you know? yeah. That's, I'm an actor. It's not challenging. Nothing's hard about it. You know, like, you're like, okay. So, but you could acknowledge what he's asking because you know exactly what he's asking, but you don't want to. You want to sound cool first. Because you foremost. want it to be like, you're an actor. You know, there's more important things in the world. You're Denzel. Which is so weird because it seems like Denzel being an actor for as long as he has, doing as many press junkets and just watching his co-stars as long as he has, would realize that as fans, we endear the moments being like, Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you get you get a role like that and, and, you know, the story that comes with it, being a black man, what it's meant for you. Like, imagine that instead. Yeah, exactly. It's so much more wonderful. So the reason I bring this up is because <clears> talking <throat> about Crimson Tide, when when uh, when Bill asks him, like, anybody that you worked with that you still found yourself, like, you know, blown away, like starstruck almost, like you right. couldn't believe. And he was like, I mean, Hackman. He's like, you know, I work. You work with Gene Hackman. He's Gene Hackman. I was thinking about that. I was like, that's the mid '90s. Like Denzel's been in Hollywood doing his thing for about 12 years. Hackman's at that point. a legend. But worked like with everyone, that's the same way Cruz felt when he worked with Hackman at the yeah. firm. Like these, those guys, those guys in the fucking this, Cruz, Newman, Hackman, everyone, Hoffman, everyone, all in a row. Too. Everyone, dude. He just like all in a row. He was just like back to back to back to back to back. But like you look at those guys that came up in the '80s, like they were in their 20s and the '80s. And so the De Niro's and Pacino's and Hackman's and Nicholson's of the world right. had all been famous at that point for 20 years. They were kind of defining what the male, like, modern actor was. And so these guys that now are, like, getting old, like, Denzel's, like, in his 60s. Cruz's going to be 60 soon. Yeah. Like, I almost just went, why haven't Cruz and Nicholson? And then I was like, oh, yeah. Yeah. One of the greatest scenes yeah. ever. Of yeah. all time. Yeah, of all time. So rewatchable. It's Which crazy. is why you, it's like, you just, yeah. God, God, great actors. Movie star charisma. On movie star charisma, on superstardom, on top of being confident, is just like, give me the best fucking scenes I've ever seen in my life. We should do a few good men on the show. Oh, we, I'd love to. We could. We also should do Leon the Professional, since yeah. we talk about it a lot. We've never done a lot of good movies. Yeah. I'm really excited for the pitch today. Do you know yeah. what it is? Uh, do you remember? Don't look. Don't look. We'll get there. Okay. Let's do Let's do it. Let's get, let's, let's get the categories. Uh, okay. There are three action movie categories to choose from. Those action movie categories are totally legitimate, ridiculously legitimate, and totally ridiculous. Uh, they We've described them plenty of times. Movies that make you laugh that are silly, like Con Air and Face Off. Movies that are totally awesome, but have a lot of legitimacy that hold them together, like right. The Rock and Point Break and, and Predator. And then movies that are totally legitimate, like you know, Gladiator. Lone Survivor. Lone and, Survivor. And, yeah. So which category? It's, it's totally <laughs> ridiculous. Like which category <laughs> does Hunt a Killer fit into, sir? We're all gonna lean back a little farther. Okay, stop. <laughs> and now lean forward. Good, 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 take. good acting. Excellent take. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's a wrap. That's lunch. That's a wrap. That's lunch, boys. Uh, it's totally ridiculous. Totally. Ridiculous. There's not one moment. The blowing up. Russia killing itself yeah. to save America, yeah. really, right now. Great trailer. That's how you know this movie was made two years ago. You know what would be a fun special for us to do on the show at some point is ranking the trailers of the films we've covered. Oh, my God. Like doing a <clears throat> doing a top ten trailers of AMA episode. Oh, we that would be, I mean, cool, down. We should just do it on Patreon. Yeah. That's a fun one. That's a good one. It'll take some. It'll take some time and editing. Yeah, we've got one of those. <laughs> we've got an editor. Uh, uh, <clears throat> all right, so that means there's only one thing left, Ben. That's called the pitch. What do we got here? Oh, sweet! Yeah, it's, it's a good one. It's yeah. a good one, guys. We got a big movie coming up for you this next week. It's a little movie we like to call Fight Club. The first movie we have Fight Club. You don't talk about fight. No one talks like that. No one talks. No like one that. talks like that once. No, but it's perhaps the coolest movie of our generation. Oh, um, so it, like. Do you remember the first time you watched this movie? Yeah, mind blown. I didn't see it in theaters. Did you? Uh, I did. I, I did. So I didn't see it in theaters, and I remember just rewinding that 20, like, 10-minute section, yeah. like, five times. Which which part? The the part where it shows Ed going through all the things that oh, Durden yeah, yeah, did. Oh, yeah, 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 right, right, And, like, right. his conversations with Marla, yeah. and, like, going in and out of, like, fighting himself in the parking lot. Like, yeah. even just talking about it right now, it gives me chills. It's one of those, it was one of those things, back then, you didn't really realize, and that's why Fincher and Nolan kind of exploded onto the scene at the time, was like, yeah. I'm going to mind fuck you. And it's not going to be, you're not going to really know what's going on. And then all at the end, it's all going to come together. And I'm going to feel like I just, you learned something today. I'm excited for next week. Uh, We did this on our Patreon like five months ago, but we will do a top David Fincher movie session. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Because I've watched all of them. I watched all, I watched every movie that he's ever done recently. Um, And I had seen them all, but I like watched them again so I could get comfortable with like my opinion. And I think you should watch this movie 
also think you should watch Social Network this week. I think you should okay. make an effort That's to watch fair. it. I can do that. Because I think it'll give a good frame of reference. I know you've seen Seven a ton of times. You saw Zodiac yeah. kind of recently. I've I seen them. Like. Yeah, I've seen them all a lot. Arena, yes. Arena just blew up in our chat. Arena has asked us to do this movie for, for a long years. Time. Yeah. We're doing it for you, girl. We're doing it for the whole action army. And honestly, we love Fincher. Yeah, gonna this is going to be a great episode. So, guys, thank you so much for watching. Thank you so much for listening. If you want to follow along with what we're doing, you can find us personally at Andrew Guy and Ben Bateman Media on Twitter. Um, be sure to join the Facebook fan page. We have a Facebook fan page for this, as well as the Action Army, which is our team action personalities yep. uh, in the Schmodown. And, uh, yeah, I think that's pretty much the whole, the whole bit. I think so. that's it. Yeah, so we'll, uh, we'll see you guys next week. Yeah, thanks, guys. Bye. From producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire Popcorn Talk Network, we would like to thank you for tuning in. For questions or comments, be sure to visit popcorntalk.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of the Popcorn Talk Network.